0: Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast. I'm Haley Luckadoo, educator, website designer, wedding planner, and big dreamer, who took a hobby business born out of a college dorm room and turned it into a successful multi-business empire. I run on hard work and Dr. Pepper, and if it comes in pink, you better believe I want it. This podcast is for women in almost any industry, who want the resources and inspiration to do what sets their soul on fire. I'll interview women who are exceptional at what they do to bring you the tools and knowledge that you need to succeed and to create the life you dream of. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Females on Fire. I am super excited for today's episode because we are going to get so creative. We have Carrie Anton today, and she is the owner of Wonder, an idea studio. And it's all about creativity, brainstorming, and tapping into big ideas. And it is so cool. I took Carrie's brainstorming workshop at Camp Climb last year, and it was so much fun. And she recently co authored a book with Jessica Nordskog called Me, Myself, and Ideas The Ultimate Guide to Brainstorming Solo, which is what we're gonna be talking about today. And I'm so excited to let her share her advice with you guys. So, hi, Carrie, and thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on. Yeah, we're definitely excited to have you. I think this is really gonna be fun. First of all, just tell everybody, how wonder came to be, and where you came from? What did you do before, and how did you decide to start working with people on brainstorming?
1: Sure. So um it all started when Jessica and I were working at American Girl, the doll Company. So Jessica worked in um, design, uh, she actually started in the magazine. She was a lifestyle editor, and then she went on to design the toys um, you know dolls and uh, kind of toy products. And then um, I was working as a book editor for the nonfiction line of advice and activity books. And so that's how we met. We were in a lot of meetings together. Um, Technically, we were sort of all in the same department because we were in product development. Uh, So we would all go to brainstorming um, meetings together and uh, friendship just kind of blossomed from there. And so uh, we really loved what we did there. We got to, I mean, how can you not? You're working with dolls and toys and um, games and things like that. And so uh, you really get to tap into sort of that childlike side of you. Um, So we would go to, like I said, a lot of brainstorm sessions and they were always approached in very fun and creative ways. Um, Most of them, I should say, there were some that obviously weren't always successful or as fun, but um, you know, the, at the end of the day, we walked away with lots of ideas, but really for Jessica and I, we also walk, walked away with a lot of um, strategies of how to approach brainstorming that we knew from either working at other companies or in school um, were just different, and, and we really enjoyed that. So when Jessica and I started talking about, you know, sort of what's next for us, I mean, we loved working in American Girl. Um, but, you know it's still a corporation, you still have you know some of those hoops to jump through that you know aren't as fun and create you know that isn't ha- have anything to do with creativity. so we really wanted to find uh, time to sit down and look at like what's next for us, you know what what's what's after a miracle. And so we would get together at coffee shops and tea houses and all different places. And we would just brainstorm ideas about businesses, like what would we do next? And so by trade, I'm a writer and Jessica is a designer. And so we would usually play off of that. But, you know, sometimes it would go off in different directions. And at the end of the day, what we really found was, while some people have a hard time coming up with you know, what business they should pursue for us, we had a hard time narrowing down because we had so many ideas. And so we took a step back and thought, hey, you know, maybe that's our thing. Like, you know, we've had all this um, experience with brainstorming, you know, in the corporate environment. Um, and now that we were sort of also doing our own freelance thing, um, like which we did sort of on the side, but then once we also left American Girl, we found that What was really missing for us was somebody to bounce ideas off of. You know, when you're in the corporate environment, you can just pop into somebody's cubicle and say, hey, you know, I have this problem. Can you help me solve it? Or I don't know what to do with this. What do you think? Or how does this idea sound? But when you're working from home alone, like there's nobody else to go to. So that was kind of how Wonder came to be and how, you know, we started focusing on um, brainstorming in the beginning, I will say that you know Wonder was really a small side hobby business. We were really focused on um, our freelance businesses. Jessica was also a new mom, so she was focused on that. Um, and so we kind of took on sort of odd jobs for Wonder because we were giving it a chance to um, evolve naturally. We wanted to see where our strengths lied with working with one another. Um, and how that creativity could be applied in different ways. And so in the beginning, we focused on brainstorming and ideation, but we also were looking at branding and marketing because we both had those backgrounds as well and those strengths. But over time, we found that it was a little too much of an overlap with what we did in our freelance lives, and we wanted something that was a true separation from that. So we decided in... um, about end of 2017, that we wanted to take Wonder and make it more focused. We had, you know, years behind us now in terms of experience, plus, our freelance businesses were pretty, you know, sustainable at that point. It didn't need as much of our time. So, we could focus our efforts on just Wonder. And so, we relaunched Wonder in February of 2018, and we decided at that point we were just going to focus on brainstorming. So helping people, you know, like we wanted to guide uh, brainstorm sessions for groups, but also help the small businesses who didn't have another person or another co-worker or whatnot to bounce those ideas off of, kind of like I mentioned before. So that's sort of um, the beginning of how brainstorming really became the like sharp focus for us. Um, and in, you know, talking through all of that, um, I had already, as a freelance writer, had an agent um, who I'd been pitching book ideas to and had, you know, Um, unfortunately, unsuccessfully, didn't have any of those um, ideas picked up by a publisher. But uh, when I was telling her about Wonder, she's like, oh, my God, that's a book idea. You have to do something with that. And so I brought it back to Jessica, and we started talking it through more. And she's like, you know, this problem that we deal with, you know, working alone, like, what if that's the angle we take on the book? Because so many brainstorming books that are available, and there's a lot of them out there, they're focused on the group dynamic." And what was missing was a book that focused on the entrepreneur, the solopreneur, the person who, even the people who work in corporate but maybe work from home or are traveling or just need to bring good ideas to a meeting without relying on somebody else first. So that's how our book, Me, Myself, and Ideas, came to be. Um, And that got pitched to some publishers at the end of 2017. And um, by two weeks after, when we Relaunched the business two weeks later, we had a book deal. So we were super excited, but also like, oh my God, we didn't think it was going to happen because all of the books that we proposed in the past kind of fell through. Um, But so this one came, you know, quickly on the heels of a lot of change with the business. And um, but it was all good change, but it was a lot that we took on very quickly. So um, that's kind of how it all came to be.
0: What a cool story! That's so much fun, and I love that. The book deal happened so quickly for you guys because that's so awesome. I mean, not a lot of people can say that. So congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. And this is what I love about Wonder and your sort of business model is because there's not a lot of other things like it. I know you mentioned there's a lot of brainstorming books, but you don't see a lot of companies that are focused on brainstorming if that and helping people brainstorm, if that makes sense.
1: So actually, there are more than I thought, <laughs> too. Um, I used to think the same exact thing that I was like, nobody's doing this. Why isn't anybody doing this? And of course, the more you dig and the more you look into things, there, there are actually quite a bit of companies who are focused on ideation or um, innovation, creativity, those kind of things. Um, but, you know, they're they're sporadic. They're, you know, there's like a small company on the East Coast and there's a few on the West Coast. And. Um, there's a few big companies too, like um, IDEO is a big one. Um, but you know, from this, there's not many that are focusing on the small business and the solopreneur. Like a lot of them are working with big brands, and that's not to say Wonder won't work with big brands. Like we are open to everybody and anybody. Um, we want to help those who are looking to add more creativity to, you know, their work life or their, their skill sets, but. You know the small business is often overlooked. I feel like by you know the bigger companies or the um, boutique agencies because you know budget just doesn't allow for a lot of profit room. But for us, we find that you know if nothing else, we want to be we wanted to be able to provide something to that community just because we're part of it and we understand you know their pain points and. What it takes to kind of make it, um, you know, day to day—not even make it successfully, but just kind of make it through the day—and so we really wanted to have something for the small business and for the solopreneur. And so that's how we really felt about me, myself, and ideas: is that it would serve that market if you know they don't have a budget to work with us, or you know, maybe they're just not ready. A lot of times, it's it comes down to, do I even have a good business idea, or I have a business idea, but it seems small. How do I turn it into like something that makes money and, and, you know, offer services and who is this for? And, um, the great thing about our book is that it can help answer a lot of those questions and set you up for, you know, okay, I'm, I want to maybe just, you know, stick my toe in the water and, and test this out. And so I'm going to start a side gig and, you know, some of the, um, brainstorming techniques in the book can help you do that.
0: I think that's so important, too, just because you know you made the comment that small businesses tend to be overlooked in this area, and I feel like that's so true because everybody I know is struggling with you know either coming up with ideas or wondering if their ideas are going to work or they've got an idea and they just don't know how to actually develop that idea into a business. So it's such a cool concept what you guys have come up with and and I love that there's a book on it now because that just gives some, everybody another resource to to get this content.
1: Yeah. And we really wanted, you know, we, we looked at, you know, because we had both gone from working a traditional corporate job to going into entrepreneurism. And what we found was there's so many books out there, just like there's so many books on group brainstorming. There are so many books out there on like taking that leap of faith and, you know, Pursuing a small business, and you can do it, and you know rah rah rah, and that's great. Like everybody needs to be cheered on because it is a scary thing to take that leap of faith. But what's missing is after you take the leap of faith, like now what? You know who's who's going to help me? Like how do I get all of these things done? You know, um, so many of us are wearing so many different hats, and a lot of these hats are new to us, and they don't. Quite fit right and they don't look raw well on us and so it's trying to figure out like if you're a creative being like well how do you take on that accounting side of things or um, you know if you're a little bit more you know numbers like how do you how do you approach the creative side of marketing and stuff like that so um, you know this book isn't meant to teach you all of those things but it at least gets you um, thinking about it in a new way and that's and that's really what brainstorming is all about is you know it's about perspective. It's about changing your um, your way of looking at something, so that you know you're seeing it from fresh eyes, even though they're still your eyes. So, um, so then you know down the line, it's either going to help you come up with an idea, and maybe that idea is just I need help from someone else to do this. Like I'm not a numbers person. I'm going to hire an accountant because that's not my strength. But, um, but you know, it's it's kind of recognizing that those things you don't have to do them all and there's ways to solve them on your own without having to, you know, a lot of times we rely on, you know, like cool places, like conferences and retreats and meeting with our people. But at the same time, like that only happens once a year and, you know, Facebook groups are great, but it's like, you they can only be like, you can only feel like you're, you're trying to be selfish by asking so many questions of other people to help you. And so at some point, you know, you want to try to find a way to rely upon yourself and That's really why we tried to make the techniques in the book um, geared toward that so that you have the skills to move forward on your own without having to rely on other people. Not to say that you won't ever need them because you certainly will, but um, it's nice to feel like you can start on your own.
0: That's definitely true. And I think it's going to be such a good resource for small business owners and any industry. So let's dive in just to a few questions really quickly. Mm -hmm. So first of all, can you just kind of talk about, I know most people when they think of brainstorming, they think of just like scribbling down a list of ideas. So can you just sort of define how brainstorming is a little more than just that? And, you know, what can we really do to make a brainstorming session productive, especially if we are alone? Right. So with brainstorming,
1: um, you know, actually the term brainstorming applies to a group. So, um, but we use it we use it kind of as a blanket term for coming up with ideas. So I I just want to recognize that I understand that the original intention of the word was for bring a group of people together to come up with a lot of ideas. Um, In this sense, you know, I think the, what people know of brainstorming, be it from, you know, school or, or, you know, working in an organization is that, you know, you come together and there's a whiteboard and there's sticky notes and um, you're tasked with filling that whiteboard or filling the walls with post-it notes to make it look like, you know, some sort of graffiti essentially. And on all of those notes are ideas. And, and, and basically what's happening is someone's just asking, okay, who's got another idea? Who's got another idea? You know, and I think the difference is that it really needs to be a lot more um, focused on questions and the right questions. And so that's what the book kind of breaks down um, the process into for a lot of the techniques are very, they're very um, just question and answer based. So for uh, one example is we have a technique called toddler time. And so if you've ever been around a child, um, you know that when you talk to them, they have a lot of questions. This world is very new to them and they don't understand a lot of things. And so why is the sky blue? Why is the grass green? You know, why doesn't? you know, why don't my shoes fit anymore? That kind of thing. But you also know that when you give an answer, that the what comes next is not just, oh, I'm okay with that, and they walk away. No, what happens is they ask more questions. It's well, why? 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 And that's really, you know, um what we what we expect of brainstorming is the process has to have you drilling down so deep into it by just keep asking more questions. Like, well, what do my customers like? well my customers like things that are pink. okay so why do they like things that are pink? well because they're feminine. Um, and you know pink is a color that you know screams femininity to them. okay well you know what is it about being feminine that appeals to them. so you just keep kind of drilling down until you find the answer. so i'm not asking you to tell me well tell me every way your customer you know, every way, or tell me all about your customer and what they think, because that's just going to give you a big random list of ideas. To be more intentional, more focused, you have to understand first what you're looking for, and then asking the right questions. And sometimes you may not have all of those answers, um, you know, right at the start. But as soon as you start posing the question to yourself, you'll find that you may not have that answer right now. But Because you've opened the door to it, your mind is just going to naturally go there when you start to do other activities, you know, whether you're being creative or you're taking a shower or you're doing the dishes. Like, um, so you're just sort of opening yourself to like, all right, I'm ready for answers on where this can go. So it's a lot of Q&A and not that the whole book is structured as like questions and answers. There's a lot more format and, you know, um, themes to everything. But kind of at the core of everything is, you know, if you just want to get started, just ask yourself a lot of questions about what you're trying to figure out.
0: Yeah, that's super helpful. And I think all of that just sort of goes back to being intentional. Like, if you're asking the right questions, you're going to get the right answers. So just being intentional with, you know, the ideas that you're writing down and the questions that you're asking yourself really makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. And it's also about giving the process
1: time. Um, we have a so the book is actually broken up into um, we we formatted it like a group brainstorm because we wanted um, we wanted to base it off of what you know but or what you know what readers will know, but at that time flip it you know flip the script so that it has that you know solo solo printer angle, and so you know the book opens with. Introductions, just like you would in, uh, you know, a group brainstorm where you get to know everybody. This, you know, the intro section is about getting to know yourself, and then in the next section we talk about um, icebreakers and, you know we don't do trust falls or any of those kinds of things, you know, icebreakers oftentimes will make people feel really uncomfortable unless they're like extreme extroverts. So, um, our icebreakers are more about getting into that creative mindset. So, so often, you know, business owners are so deadline driven and goal driven that they're just in work mode constantly, and you can't brainstorm in work mode. So we really try to use the icebreaker as how you switch your mindset from, create, or from, from work mode into creativity mode, which will be easier for you to start to do some of the brainstorming act- activities. Um, we have a section that's on location. So, you know, in a group brainstorm, you know, most likely you're going to be brainstorming in a conference room or in a classroom where you all move your desks together. But when you're by yourself, you can brainstorm anywhere. And where you brainstorm... Um, can really affect how your ideas are. So, you know, we talk about what it's like, you know, what, what, you, what can come from, you know, staying at your desk versus going into your kitchen versus going to a library versus going to a coffee shop versus going on vacation. Um, so your ideas will, you know, kind of change according to where you are. And then we dive into the, the actual brainstorming techniques. And so there's 20 of them. And, you know, we, we break it down into like what they apply to, what kind of ideas will come from each, how you can, um, some examples of how these can apply to, you know, solutions and problem solving. Um, but then after that, we get into the sit and simmer because so many times we get an idea and you're just so excited about it. You know, that moment of like adrenaline, like, oh, like, this is so great. I've got to do it. Um, and then you rush right into it, and that can actually be a problem it's you know it 's like making an impulse purchase of something really expensive that you did no research on, and you can 't return it so um, had you just maybe slept on it for a night, maybe you wouldn't have purchased it, you would have purchased something better um, is the same way with ideas like you don 't want to get too far into like oh i bought a URL and I just announced to my you know everybody on social media that i 'm doing this new business and you know, all of a sudden you feel like trapped, like you have to do this idea. But had you maybe given it a little bit more time, you could have thought it out a little bit more, see where, you know, see what it kind of um, turned into what it, you know, the transition. So, so that's sort of, you know, what I think matters the most with an idea. It's not like, oh, I have an idea. Now I must execute it. It's no, it's like a seed, you know, everybody calls an idea a seed. And it's true, because you have to You have to plant it. You have to let it, you know, like you have to nurture it. You have to let it grow. You have to see what it becomes. Um, And so that's really, that's a really important step in the process.
0: Yeah. I love that analogy about it being like an impulse buy, because I feel like that's something we can all relate to. Like we've all had one or two ideas that we just got way ahead of ourselves in telling people about it or you know, buying things for it or whatever. So I love that analogy because I feel like I know I can definitely relate to that, like on multiple occasions. Right. <laughs> so I think that's that's such a good analogy. But I love the the way you guys broke down the book because I think it takes you almost step by step through, I mean, it's almost like being in a, a workshop of sorts is you know you start with okay well here's kind of the location you need to be in and here's the mindset that you need to get in and then you walk them through the actual process of of doing the brainstorming and then you tell them okay just sit with it for a little while so i think you're really taking them through like step by step and
1: it does end with you know once you've given it the time to sit like then it's time to consider is this the right idea for me and so there's a lot of questions and activities that are posed around You know, is this idea worthy of me? You know, worthy of my time and my effort and my money? You know, and so we give the the ways to evaluate the idea, evaluate how it sits, you know, or how to evaluate um, how it sits with you, how it resonates with the audience you already have. So we, you know, so we don't just leave you like, here's an idea, see ya, you know, so we really want to talk about choosing the right idea and then we move into executing the idea, what you, you know, what is needed for that. And then we wrap up the entire book with, um, you know, a talk about creative habits because we don't always have time to brainstorm as entrepreneurs. You know, our time is so limited. um, We already feel stretched thin. Um, So by employing just small creative daily habits, it can really help to have ideas just show up on their own without having to sit down and, you know, be in that space and get in that mindset. You're just always in that mindset and your mind will kind of naturally go there. It's like any practice, exercise, um, you know, the more you do it, the, you know, the more natural it will start to feel. So, um, you know, ideas are everything and, you know, whether it's about your business or your personal life or whatnot, um, ideas are really at the base of everything we do. So the more we have, the better.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's so true. So. What are some exercises that you feel like people can do or advice maybe that you have when the ideas just aren't coming? I know, you know, when we think of brainstorming, we think, okay, well, I have an idea. Now I've got to brainstorm how I'm going to make that idea happen or how I'm going to use it. What's your recommendation when people just can't come up with an idea? They know they want something, but they're just not sure what it is. Yeah, so that happened
1: so many times, um, you know, that feeling of stuck and like,
0: uh, I don't know what to do
1: next. And, you know, commonly, and this is true for me, too, like, I want to find what if I have, a, if I have a problem, I want to find how somebody else solved it, because, you know, it's it's great to take examples and inspiration from other people. And so what happens is I find myself on social media, and I'm just scrolling and I'm, you know, I'm typing in, you know, hashtags and things like that to kind of get me closer to what I'm looking for. And before I know it, I'm just comparing myself and I feel worse than when I first started. So my first line of advice is get off social media when you're feeling stuck. Um, it's okay for inspiration at other times, but when you're really kind of looking for a solution you need to step away um, from what other people have done and think about, you know, really, what would you do? And, you know, Why does it resonate with you to like solve this problem and find the solution or come up with something new for your people or for yourself? Um, And one of my biggest pieces of pieces of advice is to get out and go for a walk. Um, It seems so simple and so um, obvious, but it really, I don't know what it is, like 30 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you have, getting outside in the fresh air. Um, you know, walking a path, walking in a park, walking in a cool new neighborhood. Um, I'm always like, I don't know, like, I just feel like as soon as I walk back in my house, I have to write down, you know, a hundred things that I thought of when I was out there, because it's just like, all of a sudden the floodgates open and the ideas came. So there's just something magical about, you know, nature and the outdoors that can, you know, really just kind of, um, release ideas And I think part of that is, you know, it's also just like getting away from your desk, like you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect different results. So when you walk away or you go somewhere else um, and do something else, all of a sudden your mind is working in different ways. And that's what's sort of at the core of creativity is you have to do, you know, you have to use your brain in a new way. And so when you're sitting at your computer, you know, writing emails and, Um, You know social media posts and that kind of thing like your mind is working in one way And so you're not necessarily going to come at the solution that you're looking for the new idea But if you go off and do something different your brain it works in a different way and it, it creates space for, for new ideas because when you're typing an email, like a lot of times, like I try to listen to, you know, podcasts while I'm typing. And sometimes I'm like, I just have to pause it because I can't think. And so um, as much as we all love to be multitaskers, it really does. Um, sometimes space is just needed. So um, finding ways to create that space for me, it's like I said, walking outside, um, you know, even a short walk will will do wonders for me. But if that's not your thing, like find what your thing is. You know, if it's going and just sitting down and reading the newspaper or doing a crossword puzzle or something, um, you know, we have a bunch of exercises in the book that help. You know, like I said, flip that mode from work mode to creativity mode. And you know, some of them take you know less than a minute. Others can take you know up to ten to fifteen minutes. But you don't really need anything more than like a pen and paper and um, Doodling sometimes that's all it takes is to get your mind to kind of switch over and, and get you prepped to to start thinking more along the lines of where you need to be to get that that idea or the solution that you're looking for.
0: Yeah, that was such good advice. So I know a lot of times for me, if I come up with an idea and then I'm brainstorming ways to make that happen. A lot of times I kind of end up with this list of things and then I'm not sure where to start. So any advice just sort of for the end process of a brainstorming session? So how do you take those ideas and really implement them to get the idea rolling?
1: Yeah, so I think when, you know, kind of what you mentioned, when you have that list of ideas, like that's great. It's awesome that you came up with that list. Um, And that's where I go back to the sit and simmer. And because I feel like oftentimes... When you just have the one idea and that kind of aha moment, you're like immediately ready to just pounce and, and get out there. And, you know, and so I, I still believe that even with those situations, giving it time, thinking it through that, that idea is only going to evolve into something better, or it's going to completely fall apart. And that's awesome, because then it's not the right idea to begin with. And so going back to the list idea, what happens is you could kind of get a little overwhelmed in, the, in that scenario great. I have, you know, just like how Jessica and I like, Oh my God, we have, you know, a list of, I, you know, a list of business ideas that we can, um, you know, put into place. It's like when we would walk away, like that list would kind of deteriorate on its own sometimes because logistics like, Oh, you know, like, yeah, let's do this, you know, event planning company or, or something. And, and all of a sudden it's like, Oh wait, that means we have to work weekends. Nah, that's a, that's a deal breaker, you know? And so, Um, that's where the space comes in, in terms of, you know, just walking away, letting the idea, the idea be, it doesn't mean that you can't think about the idea, but it just means, um, when you do think about it, it, the, by giving it that time, you're allowing it to present itself in a really true fashion and, and, and sort of, you know, undisguised that this is what I am and this is what's involved. How do you really feel about me? So, um, I think when you create that space of, you know, the sit and simmer time, even with a list of ideas, what's going to happen is um, there's just going to be ideas on that list that naturally stick with you. And those are probably the ones that deserve your attention because um, I bet if you came up with a list of, you know, let's say 15 ideas, you know, two days later, if I asked you to tell me all 15 ideas just off the top of my off, off the top of your head what's gonna what you're probably going to do is not remember probably more than two or three of them. And it's those two or three that you should start to really consider because the other the other, you know, 12 or 13 weren't worthy of you even remembering them. So, um, you know, it's after that that you just then have to start evaluating the idea by asking it the right questions like, okay, what's what's high risk versus high reward, you know, high reward versus low risk, you know, low risk, low reward. What are you looking to get out of that idea? Um, you know, start at that point, it's okay to then start sharing it with, you know, some of your friends or even, you know, I mean, we're always looking for social media content. Put a question out to your audience and ask like, Hey, what do you think about this? And it doesn't have to be necessarily the, um, you know, the exact idea, but it can help you kind of pick at the edges of the idea and say, well, you know, what would you rather have this or that, you know, and it can kind of help to further shape the idea. Um, so that's really the direction you need to go in, when you have that list. And then from there, you just start breaking it down. And again, that's where the questions come in. Start questioning everything. How much money is this going to cost me? How much time? You know, what do I need to run this? Will I need other people. Can I do this in my area? Um, is, you know, is there a market for this and how much am I going to have to kind of put aside like my family time, my, you know, my friend time to make this happen. Um, and before you know it, those ideas will start to say, will start to, you know, either fall off or become even more exciting. And so when you start to feel that excitement and the, um, you know, the adrenaline rush that comes with it, and this is days later, then, you know, you're onto the right thing.
0: Right, such good advice. This whole episode has been so good. I think I think it's really going to kind of open people's eyes a little bit to what brainstorming can really do for a business. Because I think when people think about it, they just think, like I said before, just scribbling down lists and then kind of, you know, it's like throwing spaghetti at a wall. It's trying right. to something to <laughs> stick. So. And I know I have felt that way in the past. So I feel like this is really going to give some people some insight and some ideas on how to really, you know, take an idea and make a brainstorming session worthwhile instead of just, you know, throwing that spaghetti constantly. So I love this. This was so good. Thank you so much. So really quickly at the end of every episode, we do just a little like speed round and it's just some fun little questions. So what is the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning?
1: Uh, Unfortunately, it's checked my, my phone, which is probably the worst habit in the world. Um, but my alarm is on my phone, and so I naturally just have it in my hand, and so I... I check my email, I check my social media, and it's usually my way of delaying getting out of bed versus actually trying to accomplish any work. So it's a terrible habit and I wouldn't recommend it to anybody, but in all honesty, it's what I do.
0: That's so funny. I'm not a morning person at all, so I do the same thing. So what is the last book that you read?
1: Oh, I just read Circling the Sun it was okay. It wasn't my favorite book. Um, and I don't remember the author's name off the top of my head, but, um, so I I really liked the character and the story. It just wasn't, I, it wasn't my favorite book of all times, but it was definitely a good read.
0: Interesting. What is one thing that you recommend to everyone? So it can be a product or an item, but what's one thing that you absolutely love telling people about? So my friends call me
1: like a pusher of but um, it's called, it's tea. Um, I'm a tea drinker. I'm not a coffee drinker. Um, and it's, the brand is Numi, N-U-M-I. And the type of um, tea is chocolate air So it's chocolate tea essentially. Um, and it's not like drinking a cup of hot chocolate at all. It just has like notes of cocoa and nutmeg and you know, when I am like, I love chocolate. So um, this isn't necessarily like a, it, there's no sugar. There's. I mean, it's just tea. It's there's no calories in it. But I drink it all day long. Um, that is what I that is my go to product.
0: That's so funny. I love it. I've never heard of that. So I'll have to look it up now. Yeah, and you can get it at,
1: like, regular places, like grocery stores and Target and things like that. So it's not, like, anything, like, I mean, it's a little bit pricier than I would say a normal tea, but it's pretty, it's a pretty common find. That's awesome.
0: Uh, last question, what is your favorite quote or the best piece of advice that you've ever been given?
1: Okay, so... <laughs> it's, it's sort of my advice. I don't know if that's fair. Um, and I'm sure somebody said it to me at some time, but it's something that I've learned over time. And I do share this with everybody is that I believe in something called what I call freelance karma. Um, so as a freelance writer, um, you know, I worked with, a lot of other writers, be it not worked with them, but um, coordinated with them, asked them questions. You know, we kind of just, you know, the whole community over competition, essentially, we helped one another. And when I was getting started, I had, you know, um, freelance writers that would send me work that just wasn't right for them or their schedule or, you know, whatnot. So they would pass along, you know, hey, do you want to write this article? Do you want to work for this client? And then next thing I know, I'm getting paid to do something that I didn't have to do any work for in terms of marketing myself. Um, And so now, um, you know, the further my career, my writing career developed, I do the same thing for a lot of people. I have, um, you know, a list of people that I'll reach out to, whether, um, you know, again, an assignment just isn't right for me, or I don't have the time to take it on. Or, you know, sometimes, you know, in the beginning, you take everything and anything on. So maybe the pay is low. And so now I'm just not at that point anymore, but there is somebody who can benefit from that. You know, the price doesn't have to be right for price may not be right for me, but it's going to be right for somebody. Um, so I believe that when you, you know, push that work out there, um, a lot of people will like freak out because you're like, Oh my God, you're, you're sending money away. You're leaving money on the table. Like, especially my husband (laughs) does not always understand this concept of, like, why are you giving your work away when you have time to take that on? That, that's a big one. Like, um, you know, a lot of times I've turned, uh, turned work over to somebody else. When I have hours that I could have done it, it just wasn't the right thing for me. And what I've found by doing that is anytime I give um, work away, almost immediately after, I mean, sometimes same day, same week, a different client will contact me. Somebody new, somebody I've worked with before. And have a project for me that is the right fit. And so I see it as freelance karma of, you know, I pass something on to somebody uh, because it wasn't right for me and I thought it was right for them. Um, And kind of fate takes over after that and sends you what is right for you. So my advice is always to, you know, remember there's enough to go around for everybody. Um, So don't have to hold on to it so tight and, and take on things that, you know, again, just aren't a good fit.
0: I love that. And I think that one really can apply to everybody, not just freelancers. Yeah, I I call it freelance karma because that's what it was for me. But really it
1: applies for every entrepreneur, even, you know, um, if you work in a traditional business, you know, you don't have to, not everything has to be yours.
0: (laughs) Share the wealth and it's going to come back around. Definitely. That one's so good. I love it. So tell everybody where they can find you. What's your social media, the website, and just remind them of the name of the book. Sure. So
1: uh, social media, we're on Facebook and Instagram, and we are at Wonder Idea Studio. And our website is wonderideastudio.com. Um, the book is on our website with links for different places that the book can be pre-ordered from. The book is Me, Myself, and Ideas, The Ultimate uh, The Ultimate Guide to Brainstorming Solo, and it releases on April 30th. So if you purchase, pre-order the book now, um, you'll receive it, I believe, on April 30th. Otherwise, um, you can purchase it after that, uh, whenever, like after April 30th, when the the link is just live and it's, and it's available.
0: Awesome. Well, Carrie, thank you again for coming on today because I feel like, like I said earlier, this is just going to be so helpful to a lot of people on brainstorming and just how to really uh, narrow down their ideas and really make them work for them and their business. So I appreciate you coming on and just sharing a little bit about your insight and you know, what you've accomplished and how it can benefit other people too.
1: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on the show. And, uh, you know, we really want to help other people find their creativity and, and find the ideas that are within them. So, you know, getting a chance to speak to your audience really means a lot to me.
0: That's it for this time, ladies. But if you have just a minute, it would make my day if you would write a review and share how much you love this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the best of the best. If you're not already subscribed to the newsletter or following along on Instagram, you can find me at Haley on all social media and at haleyluckadoo.net for this episode's show notes, the blog, the shop, and pretty much all the good stuff. I'll be bringing you a new episode very soon. But until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.